The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Let me tell you what, I have never done drugs before. But how could cocaine possibly be any better than this? <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. Another winning edition. That's nine in a row for the Royals as they move into first place. For the first time on June 17th since 1980. The Royals, big winners tonight again over Detroit, 11-4. That puts them at 12-3 in the month of June. And check this out. During their nine-game winning streak, they have outscored opponents 67-29. to Let me repeat. In the last nine games, the Royals have outscored opponents 67-29. to If you want to do it with math, that's about 7.8 to 3.2. The Royals are outscoring their opponents by four and a half runs a game over this nine-game stretch. Unreal. And the Royals just took it to Max Scherzer tonight. His worst start, literally, of his entire Major League career for the Cy Young winner, Max Scherzer. Just listen to this line. I feel like I'm high on cocaine right now. I've never taken cocaine. Seriously. This is amazing. <laughs> Max Scherzer's line tonight, four innings for Scherzer, four-plus innings, 10 runs all earned, 10 hits, a walk, five strikeouts. His ERA, which came in around 3-2, is now 3.84. Max Scherzer, 3.84 ERA now. Let's repeat it one more time just because it's so good to hear it. And we mean, it, well, I'm sure we'll never hear this again from Max Scherzer against us. Not this bad, at least. Four innings, four-plus innings, ten runs, all earned. Ten hits, five strikeouts, one walk. Unreal. The Royals gave Scherzer the worst start of his career, and it really all went down on the top of the second. Probably the most amazing offensive half inning I have seen the Royals have. They've had bigger scoring innings, obviously. But just the fact that they made Max Scherzer throw over 50 pitches in the second inning. And what was he, 36 pitches in or something like that before he got the first out, I believe? Is that right? 36, I believe. KC and, and the first eight guys reached base that hit. Let's go through this amazing second inning. because I'll uh, Trust me, I'll go over it five times if you want me to. The Royals started off with the single by Billy Butler, which right fielder J.D. Martinez played into a double. Actually, played it into a single and an error as Billy Butler moved to second. Didn't matter, though, either way, because Alex Gordon tomahawked his eighth home run of the season into the right field seats. And no doubter, 2-0 KC right there. Already you're on cloud nine. You're thinking, okay, great. We're up 2-0. Ventura's pitching. That's great. Now we can just scrape in a couple more runs throughout this game. Oh, how about in this inning? Let's make it more than a couple, too. Salvador Perez immediately after that walks. And then Mike Moustakas, 3-1. A changeup up that he drills to right field. It stays fair. 4-0 KC. Moose's seventh jack of the season. You're thinking, wow. Four now, right? You're feeling really good about your chances of winning. And then Alcides Escobar decides to single immediately after that. Gerard Dyson, an infield single after the Royals win a replay challenge. Which, by the way, a big shout-out to Bill DePlissy after his continued success in that role. I need to figure out what the stat is on that. The Royals compared to other teams in challenges. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. I'll find it. But they've got to be towards the top. They haven't lost one in a long time, really. 
I guess they lost one the other day, didn't they? But what is it, like seven of their last eight or so, so that they won? So anyway, you get first and second, and you're thinking, Noriaoki, okay, bunt him over. It's 4 nothing. Let's get that fifth run in here, right? Well, Oki struggles. He, he tries to bunt over the two runners for strike one, but then decides to swing away as he gets ahead in the count. And he singles, loading the bases, four runs in, bases loaded, still nobody out. Omar Infante then singles in two. It's six to nothing Royals. They have hit eight hitters, and there's nobody out before Eric Hosmer makes the first out, but scores another. Nine hitters in, Butler and Gordon are retired to end that inning. But the second inning, seven runs off of Max Scherzer, threw over 50 pitches, hit a round before the first out was made. Gosh, that was fun. The most unlikely half inning I can remember as a Royals fan, just because of the combination of facing Max Scherzer. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> they would get three more off of Scherzer before he left in the fifth and added one more against Evan Reed just for fun. And the offense is just on fire right now. Another 11-run outing again tonight. 15 hits for the Royals. Alex Gordon, the home run on a double. Moose, the homer, as we mentioned. Alcides Escobar seems to kind of be getting lost right now. Three more hits. He's now hitting 295, playing the best defense of his career by far. We saw him regress last year, no doubt. He was not not near as good last year as he is this year or in previous years. But this year, I think he's the best I've ever seen him in the four years we've been watching him and even seeing him some in Milwaukee. But Dyson, or excuse me, Escobar in 295. Dyson, let's talk about him, couple hits, drove in a run. Lorenzo Cain comes in to play defense and for the second straight night ends up in the top 10 plays of the day. I mean... The one negative is, we mentioned Kane coming in. Noria Oki did leave with a sore groin. That's not good, but I'm assuming he truly is day-to-day. A lot of times when they say that, it's something worse than that. But from what I can tell, nobody was pulled early tonight in Omaha. You know, Maxwell wasn't, Paredes wasn't, any of those guys in the outfield that, or that can play the outfield. So it appears that he must truly just be day-to-day. So I'm assuming we'll see Dyson and Kane in there tomorrow, maybe Noria back on Thursday. But, wow. I mean, the offense, you can't say enough for the transformation they've shown the last couple of weeks. This is just fun. You just keep wondering how much longer than they keep it up for. And the thing is, even when they revert back to losing the sizzling hot, if they can just become an average offense, which I think that they can, and I think that they will, this team's going to get enough wins in the bank right now, hopefully extend the streak a little bit longer, have a nice homestand, that if they can just play 500 ball and hit the ball decent, they're going to be in great shape. And the Royals are going to add a piece. They're going to add a bat. I'm more convinced by the day that they'll add a bat at some point. Probably in right field if Nori doesn't start hitting a little bit better. Possibly that guy off the bench or, you know, I still keep coming back to Ben Zobrist. I hear Marlon Bird's name, but I like Zobrist because he can play both the infield and outfield. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But just an exciting night for the Royals offense. I, God, I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I can't help how excited I am right now. Now, pitching-wise for the Royals tonight, Jordano Ventura. Again, very good. But you didn't, nobody even talks about him tonight because, you know, there's so many other things going on between the offense and the defense. But but you're not Ventura. Seven innings, three runs on eight hits. Didn't have his best stuff. Struck out four, walked two, 102 pitches. That says something. Didn't have his best stuff. Was able to go seven innings of three-run ball against a very, very good offense in Detroit. Giordano, just another great start. You know, it... Is it bad that we're not excited by about seven innings, three runs, because it's just like you expect it from him now because he's having such a good year and he's maturing so quickly? This kid has come so far since last year. It, it's amazing. I mean, Danny Duffy as well. We talked about Duffy after his last start, giving you know, a whole bunch of credit to, 
to Vargas and Guthrie and Shields and you know obviously Dave Island and on and on. But same thing with Ventura. I mean, I, I, let's give Sal Perez a lot of credit too, by the way. Even Brent Hayes has caught Danny Duffy quite a bit. But I mean, just everybody involved right now with the pitching. It's just got to be so proud of these guys, especially the young rotation guys, the two we just mentioned. I mean, they're just maturing beyond their years. They're not trying to strike out and overthrow everything anymore. They're commanding their pitches better as a result of that, getting ahead of counts, using their great defense. It's just so much fun to watch this team right now. Lewis Coleman came back as Donnie Joseph was sent down, something we probably figured was coming. I know Ned Yost was not happy at all about having to get Greg Holland warm last night, as he shouldn't have been happy. In an 11-2 game, your closer has to get active in that same inning. That's ridiculous. But hopefully we'll see Donnie Joseph back at some point in the future. Hopefully he can continue to work on some things down in Omaha. Uh, Lewis Coleman, one of my favorites, always has been. Roughed up a bit. Going to stay positive for now on him still, though, because I really you know, he's done a lot the last couple of years to prove that. And I just don't think he's lost it. I think he's too young. I think he's too effective. I think his release point maybe is a little bit off. The slider, obviously, is not getting the same action we've all seen. But Coleman did pitch the eighth, gave up a run on two hits and a walk. Aaron Crow finishes things off a very nice ninth inning, a very clean inning. And the, the other good news, I mean, we just keep going on and on with good news. More good news is the bullpen is at 100% tomorrow. Literally every pitcher in that bullpen is available tomorrow. And, and these guys are completely rested. The following are completely 100% rested. Herrera, comma, Calvin. Bueno, comma, Francisli. Davis, comma, Wade. Holland, comma, Greg. All four of those guys 100% rested for tomorrow. Herrera, Bueno, Davis, Holland. Jeremy Guthrie, give us six-plus to seven innings of three-run ball. Royals offense, I keep saying give us three, and they keep scoring like 30. So, you know, I'll just keep saying it. Give us three and seven innings, make it a bullpen game. The first two games I keep saying get three and make it a bullpen game. So I'm just going to keep saying it and hope the same thing happens. They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results. So I'll do this the rest of my life if I need to. So Guthrie out tomorrow. But let's talk more about Drew Smiley here real quick. Um, we talked about it before the series started, but it's been in a complete role. I mean – Drew Smiley, check this out. Three and five, three, five, eight. You know, wow, whatever. But listen to his last 10 starts. In his last 10 starts, Drew Smiley has allowed three or less earned runs in nine out of 10. Nine of 10 starts, three or less earned runs for Drew Smiley of his last 10 starts. And then in five of those 10 starts, he's allowed one run or less. Half of his last 10 starts, Drew Smiley has either shut the opposition out for his innings or given up one. So he's great. But the good thing is, the Royals have outscored their opponents, as we said, during this nine-game stretch, 67-29. to 29. Their pitching's been good. Their defense is a lot better. The bullpen's a lot better. And they will try and gun for double-digit wins in a row for the first time since that fun 1994 team that would have made the playoffs without the strike. Although, you know, the Expos also got screwed by that. You have to wonder, you know, had they played out that year, would Montreal still have a franchise, too? But anyway, different topic, different day. First time going for 10-plus victories. Since 1994, as the Royals will gun for that tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, it's a quick turnaround, about 13 hours from now. So here's the deal. Most likely not going to have dishes the next two days. May have some sort of update, some thoughts the next couple of days. But as I always tell you, if, if I'm not watching the game completely, if I don't see literally every pitch or damn near close, I'm not going to get on here and talk about it because it's not fair, as I always say. So the next two days, I do have a, a, you know, a lot of work to do during the days. So. We'll not get to see every single pitch, at least in a timely fashion. I DVR them and we'll watch them at night, but by then the game's kind of old news and it's still, you know, whatever. If I don't watch the game live, then I'm not going to talk about it. So 
But we do have some more interviews. I just uh, published one with Buddy Bauman. Hope you listen to that. You can download all these interviews, by the way, onto your tablet or smartphone through iTunes or here on the site. You can stream them on the site. Take them with you. They're long. They're lengthy, but they're great. Buddy Bauman, nearly 40 minutes with him down in Omaha ERA now under 1-2. Him and Spencer Patton, homegrown guys that continue to just light the world on fire. And hopefully we'll see them on the 40 and in Kansas City at some point later this year or early next year at the latest. Two great guys, too. Both of them have talked to us here in Clubhouse Conversation. So check that out. I will also be talking with a local guy from Blue Springs, the guy who you know and love, Logan Moon, who's playing for the Idaho Falls Chuckers. We will talk to him coming up this week. Should have a, another MLB Royal coming up here soon as well. So lots of interviews. we got Joey Gathright coming up. Had a great talk with him, another former interview. Lots of interviews will be coming up the next few days here on Clubhouse Conversation to go along with some, uh, some dishes again on Friday and, and possibly some thoughts the next couple of days here as the Royals take on the Tigers. So, you know, in closing, let's hope the Royals keep it going. You know, what did we say? Four and three trip coming in. They got that yesterday. We said five and two would be great. Already got that. You still have two games, and you've already got Scherzer and Verlander out of the way. Split the next two, come home in first place, and expect to sell out at least two out of three days this weekend with 30,000-plus all three days. You can have Dodgers and Angels after that. We could see some great crowds, just some excitement. I'm hoping this next week will be the time where the Royals fall in love with their fans and vice versa, this particular team, because I think the support will be unreal when they come back home. It's going to be a fun next week and a half at the K and next couple of days. Win or lose, you know, the Royals have put themselves in very good shape this road trip. Worst case, 5-2 and two now, which is still a great trip. 6-1 and one would be absolutely phenomenal. 7-0, oh, I might actually try cocaine live on Clubhouse Conversation, <laughs> see if they can match this high. That's how excited I am right now. So there we go. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good night. Go Royals.